A former NFL GM says, don't sleep on potentially Aaron Rodgers. Getting traded to the San Francisco 49ers in 2022 will make sense of that. And how much will Nick Bosa make? A former agent says it's going to be a lot of money, 30 plus mil per year. And we'll open up the Winky Wednesday mailbag coming up right now. You are locked on 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you on this Wednesday episode. That means we're bringing on a very special guest as we do on Wednesdays at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. And I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. And now let's bring on today's guest nicholas winkler come on down hey there we go a little winky wednesday action wink how you feeling on this uh on this tuesday evening if you're watching on youtube on this wednesday morning pretend it's wednesday morning to our listeners work in their cars <laughs> i feel good it's super bowl week man this is great you know everybody's you know, you, you just kind of focus on a couple things, you know, it's really easy to in the sports world that is. But then you get all these rumors about the 49ers and different quarterbacks that could be coming. And I thought we just spent a bunch of picks on a quarterback. Why are we talking about all these other guys? Oh, it's insane. It's really, the NFL is crazy. It's why we can do a daily podcast every single day of the offseason. We can do podcasts five days a week in March. It's because the mm. NFL's crazy free agency, the draft, we're going to be all about it. And of course, all the tasty little morsels and rumors and all the stories that are out there. Um we're going to get to your Super Bowl pick. Croc and I are going to wait till Friday for our picks, but we're going to talk to you today about your Super Bowl pick as well it, uh, at the end of this program after we answer a few listener questions, but the big topics of today, the one that really blew my mind was Randy Mueller and he is a former NFL GM. I believe he was executive of the year in 2000. Uh, for the Miami Dolphins or the Saints, one of the two. I know he's GM of both of those teams. He said on Twitter today, let's don't discount the 49ers as possible landing spot for A-Rod. And I first, there, there's multiple things that go through my mind. First of all, I just want to say, and this is not to besmirch the good name of Randy Mueller, and I really like his podcast he does on The Athletic with Mike Sando. And Mike Sando, I've talked to many times, used to be a regular guest on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show when we used to do the, the Locked On NFL program. And, uh, and it's entertaining, and I like listening to Randy Mueller's takes. But at the same time, he was ex- executive of the year 20. 20- Two years ago, right? In 2000, not in 2021. What's he talking about? Croc, can you make sense of this? First of all. Uh, yeah, A-Rod, I can't make sense of it. A-Rod is Alex Rodriguez, not Aaron Rodgers. I want to see that first of all. But I, th- I assume he means Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers? Come on. like That ship sailed. That is That ship is long gone. And it was really never in the area of potentially docking at our pier right that ship was kind of way over there at one point in 2005 and it sailed like way over there that's where the aaron Rodgers ship has always been very far away peacock you i I tell you all the time are you have the shadow draft and your shadow draft is better than a lot of nfl teams drafts so okay he got exec of the year 2001 I feel like you could have gotten executive year at some point <laughs> over the last mm-hmm. 10 years. So yeah, right. I don't Keep put talking, much stock right? into that. 
uh, and, and trying to make sense of him saying A-Rod, I, I think that's the, the popular thing to do because it is a trendy destination for a lot of people, but I don't understand how people continue to gloss over one before he nice just drafted somebody third overall, and he happens to be a quarterback, and he's not bad. Like, why are they trying to replace him? Go replace one of these other quarterbacks that look terrible. Go replace uh, Justin Fields, who had st uh, stretches of looking terrible. Go replace, you know what? Go replace Trevor Lawrence. Why isn't anybody trying to replace him? He looked like trash most of the season, all right? But they want to replace Trey Lance, who actually looked decent, especially in his second start. Like, why are they trying to replace him? Every and the 49ers don't even have the draft capital to do it. Let's mm -hmm. say hypothetically the 49ers did want to replace Trey Lance for whatever reason. How the hell are they going to get Aaron Rodgers? They traded away all their draft picks to get Trey Lance. <laughs> so right. it doesn't make sense on any front. I believe they structured Trey uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. A-Rod. They, <laughs> they structured his contract in a way to where they can get out of it, but I don't think he's a free agent. They just moved some money around and did some things. So you still have to trade for him. And the 49ers don't have the capital, even if they wanted to make it happen. Right. And there's like every logical path you take to how the 49ers could potentially end up with Aaron Rodgers in this offseason. There's a roadblock at each one of those. You name some of them there, uh, Croc. Uh, Wink, is there, what do you think when you hear a story like this? And this guy's been in the league. He probably still talks to a lot of people who are decision makers in the league. And, and I've seen a lot of listeners float this idea and usually I don't even get to the questions because it's, it's uh, to me, it seems ridiculous, but wink, do you see a path to Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers? No, I mean, yeah. Croc just laid it all out there. Plus Aaron Rodgers kind of seems like that guy that just always holds a grudge, you know, and he will always have that spot in his heart of hate for the 49ers for drafting Alex Smith instead of him. You know, he like, he just wouldn't do it. He's just like, nah, yeah, you could trade me there and I'm just not going to show up. So, you know, the Niners would lose whatever they, they sent, to Green Bay, but again, they don't really have anything to send yeah. to Green Bay. I just read a, a tweet from Larry Kruger who said, "You know, what if what if the uh, Niners sent Garoppolo, you know, and and something to the Bucks in the in you know and try to get the the rights for Tom Brady back? Like, would you guys be okay with that?" And it's like I, that, that's an interest. That's more that makes more sense to me than the Aaron Rodgers stuff does. I was I was going to say that that was one of my points in this. I think it's much more likely that Tom Brady was quarterback of the 49ers at some point in the next two years than. Aaron Rodgers will yeah. be quarterback of the 49ers in the next two years. But like yeah, 100%. And, but do you want that? I mean, obviously you don't want to say no to the GOAT again, you know, if he's trying to come over. But at the same time, it's like you spent all this capital in Lance. Are you really going to sit him for another year or maybe two? You know, it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense as, as a 49er fan. Plus, you're going to have to pay Tom Brady too, you know. Like that's one of the reasons you would get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo is to free up that cash to bring in other people. And you're not doing that if you're bringing Brady right in. Exactly. There, there's a roadblock in every logical explanation that can make this happen. There's a roadblock that doesn't make any sense. One, right. all, you just traded three, you spent three first round picks to go get your next quarterback who just sat for a year and you're ready to transition into your player there uh, in Trey Lance. You're already trading a veteran player in Jimmy Garoppolo to make that happen. So that plan is already obviously in place. If they didn't, they wouldn't be talking about trading Jimmy Garoppolo right now if they didn't believe in Trey Lance. Um, even if the 49ers wanted to make this happen and the only way it could happen is if Aaron Rodgers said the only team I will play for is the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe uh, you can't, if you can't beat them, join them kind of thing um, for the Packers. Right. And so, uh, or for Aaron Rodgers, maybe Aaron Rodgers says, okay, uh, I don't want to be back here. I want you to trade me. The only team I will agree to go to is the San Francisco 49ers. 
even then, I think the Packers would look at the 49ers as probably, aside from, Croc, you mentioned uh, Justin Fields, aside from the Bears in their division, I would say right. the way that their season has ended a couple times in the last couple of years, the last team, the Packers, and Matt LaFleur would want to trade Aaron Rodgers to is the 49ers. So they might even say, okay, retire then. And, and call yeah. his on them. So there's really no <laughs> path that any of this makes any sense unless the 49ers really don't like their young quarterback and Trey Lance. And in that case, he would be the one that would be going in any trade because you don't have any picks. So he's the only player of enough value that you would logically send in a, in a deal like that. And if teams value Trey Lance that much, why not try to be good for 15 years instead of one year, right? So well, none of it makes sense at all. And if you're the Packers, you do have Jordan Love. And I'm not saying he's Trey Lance, but he's not far off in the sense of the talent that he has. Now, obviously, he has to put it all together. You know, and he's only played in limited time. So I'm pretty sure their fan base, almost like Trey Lance, right? Where it's like you've seen such a small sample size that you're not sure exactly what he is. At some point, can you give him an opportunity to show what he is? Mm. Or does everybody just believe whatever the coach sees in practice, like that's 100% what he is? Like, dude, you know, give these right. guys a chance, give them the live reps. Uh, you've seen even Jordan Love show that he is talented. And even then, he still hasn't even looked as good as Trey Lance looked, even you know, even with Trey Lance looking I don't what shaky Spotty. in the first half yeah. of the Texans. It was like then he comes out and he has like a a, a solid game. I, I don't know, man. I I I have a lot of pushback because I feel like Trey Lance gets this tag of just a guy that is just so raw. And but every other rookie quarterback. Oh, no, they're fine. Just give them time. Like, they'll be <laughs> right. okay. But let's replace Trey Lance, who actually looked like the better of most of those guys in his first two starts. If you if you compare his first two start numbers compared to the other guys in the production that he's had in very limited sample size, like, it's good. Like, the production looks good. Now it just has to leave the points, which he started to in the Texas game, and you build on that like you would any other rookie. Clearly it frustrates me how they talk about it. <laughs> Well, to be fair to those other guys, too, I mean, Trey Lance stepped into a much better situation, you know, with the weapons around him and the offensive line than a lot of those guys, you know, especially Trevor Lawrence and, you know, and uh, uh, Justin Fields, like both of them didn't, didn't quite have the, the same situation that, that Lance had. That being said, yeah, I'm with you. Like, it, it's frustrating as well to, to be like, oh, it's, it's time to move on and bring another guy. No, I, I like what you said, Peacock. Like, why not try to be better for the next 15 years as opposed to just one or two? You know, like you got this young guy that you think is the future. He's got all the tools. He was spotty. Yeah, he had moments where you're like, oh, gosh, but he's a rookie. So you also had that second half of the Texans game. Where you're like, OK, that's the guy that that's what we want to see there going forward. The, the potential's there. You, you've seen it. Yeah, it reminds me of the 49 I mean, of the Lakers. And, you know, you get LeBron James. Then all of a sudden you trade away all the young guys. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you trade away Bonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Ingram, Hart. Julius Randle, Kuzma, anybody where that was kind of working to build a continuity with each other mm -hmm. and be able to learn the game and play off of each other. It's like, no, forget your development. We're just going to screw right. this whole thing up, trade all of y'all away just to win one Mickey Mouse ring with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I like, I like the and Mickey they, Mouse ring, yeah, too. Just, I love and it. I'm a Laker fan. <laughs> I got my Laker flags Which right here. Right. But it's like, that's, that's it? That's all mm -hmm. we got? And we booted all those kids out. Like, you know, like, let's be a little patient with it.
Yep. Mickey Mouse ring for the Lakers. Mickey Mouse rings for the Dodgers. <laughs> kind of fun stuff there that happened. Yeah, I love it. It's a wild world we're living in right now. Um, but yeah, like, why'd you draft the kid if you don't like Trey Lance, right? Uh, none of this makes any sense whatsoever. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a 49er. Despite no, the only sense thing. it makes is that people are talking about it. People are clicking on his link. People, you know, he, he got what he wanted, and that's a, a lot of attention. And here we are. Yeah, we just spent 12 minutes of this podcast talking about what's essentially nonsense. Come on. Yeah, and I've seen Aaron Rodgers is not coming. I've seen the question enough that it's just I just want to squash it before because I know I'm going to get a flood of questions on Twitter and email and stuff about, hey, Aaron Rodgers, what do you think? Because people get excited about it. And people, you know, in yeah. California love the local kid who – who made good and uh, was a 49ers fan growing up. And, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if Rogers would want to play for the 49ers because they're pretty good. They're you know better than the Packers, right? Last couple of years. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely not going to happen. Doesn't make sense really on any level as well. Let's talk about Nick Bosa. How much is he going to cost? Can the 49ers afford to do all the things they need to do with their star players and have everybody under one roof going forward and some mailbag questions as well coming up. Shortly, uh, I want to talk to the folks out there about Bet Online, though. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before as football season continues to march toward the big game and tons of draft props as well that are always a lot of fun. And I like to get it on uh, when it comes to sports betting. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season, as well as bets. And it's not just football. Bet Online has up to the minute info, pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing. UFC and live real-time updates during current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Tons of Super Bowl props. Throw some money down on those Cincinnati Bengals at Bet Online, where the game starts. Speaking of the Cincinnati Bengals, it's Super Week brought to you by GetUpside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast right here on the network. The Locked On NFL folks. Locked on Bengals folks, locked on Rams folks are all in Los Angeles, all covering the big game this week. So check all that stuff out. One more point that I just want to drive home really quick that, that, that there's two big things about that tweet from Randy Mueller that bothered me. One, the Niners aren't going to the fantasy land. They're not going to go get Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay Packers are not going to send Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers. They're going to send him out of the NFC. A-Rod. Are we calling Aaron Rodgers A-Rod? Like, no. first of all, A-Rod originally, A-Rod I, is Alex Rodriguez. And and that was already a bad nickname. It was a <laughs> – like, I we, call him A-Rod. It does, it does just kind of roll off the tongue. Like, A-Rod. Like, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Andy Maybe Rod. Andy Roddick, they tried to make an A-Rod as well. Yeah. Ah, nah. See, he would be definitely be a fake one. <laughs> We're all, first, it's a terrible Dude, win enough. There's Even only two A Rods. No, there's one A Rod. There was there was one. It's Alex Rodriguez, and there shouldn't have been one because it's a bad nickname. Come on. No, there's there, there's <laughs> we, you got the baseball one. Needed? You got the football one. Ten tennis and all these other sports. No, all right. <laughs> there's the baseball one, the football one. The first letter of your first name and the first three letters of your last name is a terrible nickname. It's trash. Some people call I, me oh, E Croc. Yeah, terrible. Wink here, guys. <laughs> Dude, kick, kick whoever calls you that in the nuts next time you see him. Hi, <laughs> 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 BP. <laughs> so how about the, uh, one of the other ones that bothers me recently because he was fired from the uh, from the Baltimore Ravens is Don Martindale, the defensive coordinator. They call him Wink Martindale. 
Wink Martindale mm. was already somebody else's nickname. Yeah. yeah. A very famous game show host. Famous game show host. And his name wasn't Wink. Wink was his nickname. That was a yeah. good nickname. You can't nickname someone else someone else's nickname. Come on, my people. son. Oh, my son's my son's nickname is Juice. All right. So this girl, she named my son Juice. She was like, Oh, you got a juicy mouth. I'm gonna start calling yeah. you Juicy. So you know, she would call him Juicy. You know, when he was a kid, I'm talking about two months old, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I said, Man, we can't we can't be walking around calling my son Juicy. So I I I call him Juice. I've been calling my son Juice since he was two months old. Now he's 14, right? Juice. Yeah. There was a Juice Williams around that time on Illinois playing quarterback. I remember Juice so, Williams. I know Kyle you know, Juszczyk, who they call Juice. I remember OJ uh, Simpson, who they call Juice. But Juice is okay as a nickname. He earned his own nickname. You don't call him Juice Williams. You don't call your right. son OJ Simpson. Okay. Right, yeah. you call him Juice. Yeah. It's his own nickname. It's separate. Yeah. It can stay. You don't call him somebody okay. else's name. It, it has to stay because I have it tattooed on me. So no, Juice is a good nickname. <laughs> You're good. That is, that is a great, great nickname. Just don't start calling him A Rod <laughs> <laughs> uh, or E Croc. J Croc. J Croc. Don't call him J Croc. BP is my favorite. <laughs> All right, where are we at here? There's only two winks. Nick Winkler. And the original Wink Martindale, not Don Martindale, does not count. What are we even talking about here? Nick Bosa? Wait, 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 wait. So he stole his whole name? They call Don Martindale Wink Martindale because football people are unoriginal as hell. And there's already a guy called Wink Martindale who was a game show host that (laughs) I grew up watching. In the 60s or something, 70s. Yeah, Yeah, you can't do that. They mm-hmm. think they're being cute by using Wink Martindale because his last name's Martindale, and there's never been any other famous Martindales except for Wink Martindale and Don Martindale. They call him Wink Martindale. It's like, dude, that's already somebody else's nickname. Yeah. Right. Okay, you work. can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. Which is like A-Rod, same thing. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's different. <laughs> I'm trying to get you on board with this, Croc. Because Wink Martindale, that's like a full, like... That's like a full Wink name, yeah. Martindale. Actually, that would be like instead of calling your son Juice, you called him OJ Simpson or Kyle Hughes. <laughs> right. Kyle Hughes, Jack. Super weird. <laughs> it would be super weird if you called your son OJ Simpson. That would be super yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about this? Between 30.25 million, not just 30 million a year, 30.25 million up to $33 million per year is, and that's better than Aaron Donald. Uh, it's the biggest non-quarterback contract in the NFL. If Nick Bosa was to get that kind of money, um, that's what Joel Corey, former NFL agent, thinks that is going to happen with Nick Bosa. And it's probably not going to be this offseason, but probably before the cap jumps up quite a bit in 2023, right before his fifth-year option. Um, that would probably be the time that Nick Bosa gets a brand-new, fresh contract and a very big one. Uh, and if, mm-hmm. as long as he doesn't tear any more ACLs, uh, this is this one does not make the BS meter goes off go off. This this one sounds real. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Nick Bosa is going to break records until the next defensive end after him breaks his record. Right, that's just the way things go with contracts in the NFL. Yeah, and if you watch the 49ers play football, he's worth it, right? I mean, he's a disruptor. The guy is constantly in the backfield, you know, pressures, tackle for losses, sacks. I mean, the guy is a stud. And you said it. I think as long as he stays healthy next year, I think I think you're going to see big big payday for that guy. Mm-hmm. Croc, Bosa's the most important player on the 49ers, right? 
more important even in most teams quarterback is the most important for the 49ers run in 2021 and 2019 Nick Bosa I would say the most important player even though uh, Debo probably gets the MVP award yeah Nick Bosa over Debo and Debo's gonna ask for 20 million too so Debo's gonna ask for 20 million dollars Bosa's gonna ask for 30 million dollars can you pay 50 million dollars to these guys when you're already paying whatever you're paying for Trent Williams um Fred, Fred Warner paid linebacker in, in the in the league so Kittle Kittle's the highest paid tight end in the league they're, they're gonna be looking at they're gonna be I looking think, at some of these guys to retire like they're gonna get yeah. Trent Williams that nudge like all right Trent yeah well so that's the thing <laughs> Trent Williams gonna have to go out the door that's why I keep saying I'm looking in the future McGlinchey you can't play pay McGlinchey and whatever they're gonna have to pay Tomlinson this offseason and whatever they're paying Debo and whatever they're paying Trent Williams and then Bosa will be up the next year after McGlinchey, so you're not going to pay McGlinchey long-term, so he's got to go. And then at some point, you probably have to start forcing Trent Williams out with what he's going to be making. So you got to start looking at offensive tackles if you're the 49ers. Um, Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead, starting this season in 2022, is going to make more per year than DeForest Buckner, who they mm-hmm. let go. They didn't want to pay him so much money, right? So you have to start looking at Eric Armstead. Like, Where do you start saving money if you can't fit all these mega contracts in? Uh, you make sure you draft and develop guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes it tough too. When you, you know, mm-hmm. you give up so many picks for a young guy, but here's the thing, you, you know, it's coming. You got to do this right now while you have your young quarterback on a rookie contract and you load up, like load up, give him everything. He needs to be successful. I've been talking about 49ers need a receiver. Uh, there are a lot of people are pushing back. Oh, they got like, so many other pressing needs. No, Load up, do whatever you got to do to make sure that that young quarterback has everything at his disposal and as many weapons as he can have. You go make a run for it over the next few years before you have to pay him $200 million or whatever it is. All right, because then you're going to lose guys. And hopefully by that time, hopefully he brings you one Super Bowl. And if he does, then it kind of buys you time because, you know, okay, as you go through other little roster transitions and you have a guy that's really talented, clearly if he brings you a Super Bowl, that means he's pretty damn good. Right. Right. So you hope he's that and he can overcome some of the losses. But right now you load up. I mean, chips, put the push the chips all in. And you're able to do that when you have a guy on a rookie contract. That's why it never made sense for a lot of people. Oh, well, uh, you know, on TV all year. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, there, there's a chip. No, there is no chance he's back the following year. <laughs> all right. You gotta move on. You gotta play this kid. You know, you gotta play this kid. Yeah. You gotta start the clock on that so you can make the most of it while he's on his rookie contract. Because if Trey Lance is what they drafted him to be, that's a $200 million contract down there. That'll be huge, and you're going to have to start. And the other thing about wide receiver, Croc, that we didn't really talk about is when you start looking down the road, okay, well, Ayuk is going to be going into year three next year, just like mm-hmm. Debo did this year. What if Ayuk has a breakout? You're definitely He's not a first rounder. Debo and Ayuk top of the market mm-hmm. money, right? So Ayuk's on the trade market. It, like It's almost like if Ayuk plays too good, he's less likely to be around next year than if he just is like a nice little number two and, you know, maybe number three option behind Kittle, behind Debo. If he's that next year, he's more likely to stay a 49er longer than if he's really good because then you got to figure out something with Debo and Ayuk and you got to have drafted and developed other wide receivers to come take some guys' place. You have to draft and develop offensive linemen to take these other guys' place. So, it's all about for the 49ers. First of all, they got to hit on their quarterback. If you have the quarterback and head coach marriage at the top, everything else is gravy, and you have to make sure you can fit what you need to in. 
Bosa is a must sign. He, he's a difference making player. When you have a, a pass rusher that's as good as Bosa is, you have to bring him along. Like, you might have to make yeah, some you do. decisions at some other places along the way, and, and maybe some contracts won't be finished with the 49ers. Maybe you have to do let some have to let some people walk. We saw it for 20 years with the Patriots. It's it's the only way to keep the thing going. As long as you got it right at the top with quarterback and coach. Uh, you can do that and draft and develop. And the 49ers have to keep drafting and developing starting caliber players at positions and not just pay everybody top of the market money. This is a tough one because I do feel like he's kind of the face of the team, but George Kittle? It's hard, you, but I hear what you're saying because he's paid a lot of money at a position and, that, you know, you don't have a lot of guys like that that get paid a lot of money. So that is a spot where you could man. save some money. They don't even use. I feel like they they're they doing. Use him they're, they're wasting him. Like yeah. you know, oh, well, no, they use him. He's so important in the run game. Man, forget all that. He's one of the most. Ex- <laughs> he is the most explosive <laughs> tight end. Forget yeah. all that run game, run blocking stuff. It's a, oh, he no, George Kittle. He likes blocking yeah. more than he likes receiving. Yeah, whatever. He's the one of the best pass catching tight ends in the league. Use him. You look at his numbers over the last like six, seven games. It's ridiculous. He had two games in there where he like went crazy. Had a 180-yard game, 150-yard game. Outside of that, there's a lot of like if you didn't know, like if you didn't know like it was George Kittle, you'd be like, this guy's a highest paid tight end in the NFL. Yeah. You just look at his stat sheet, you know? You're all three catches, 36 yards. Huh? Great day, Kittle. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's the thing though, and I kind of disagree because he still impacts the game when he catches three cat three passes. That's true. Yards. Has a huge impact, so it's not like he's well, giving where, you. Where? I agree that he should be targeted more and utilized as much as possible because he's a difference maker with the ball in his hands too. But he does was make he, an impact, even if he's not catching a bunch of balls. Wasn't he the guy that was like missing blocks in the NFC Championship game? Listen, don't don't shoot the messenger. I'm just. <laughs> I, 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 don't I hear know. what you're I saying, just, Croc. No, I do because well, it is a spot I, I, where I, you I could I save money first, down the line. I heard and you could probably pass. get a big return on him too, right? I mean, you trade George Kittle, not next year, maybe the year after, and he's still, you know, th- considered the best tight end in the game. You could get a lot back for him, and that frees up that money where you could, you know, invest the $30 million in Bosa, or you could go out and sign another wide receiver, or you get ready to pay Trey Lance, which might have to happen. There's, They're going to have to make some really tough decisions, you know, in the next two years, really. And I hate to say it, but I think you're right, Craig. And you, that's, and listen, a, that's a tough spot. Just like my vehicle, right? I'm going to get a new a new car tomorrow. You got to get you got to get rid of it a year too soon, as opposed to right. a year too late. That's and the Belichick thing, right? Is that's the Belichick thing? It, it, Kittle, I know everybody's going to kill me. Crocs try to get rid of Kittle. He's not the youngest player. He, no. he kind of is a little. Was he, he twenty? Going on 29, 29 years right? Old? Yeah, yeah. Now, Kelsey is still playing at a high level, but the 49ers don't utilize him that way. So it's like, right. if we're not getting the big-time production from a pass-catching standpoint, and then he's getting bulldozed now. I mean, he got, he got listen, I'm just a messenger. Got bullied a little bit in the NFC One bad game, Croc. Cut him some All slack. Right, I'm just saying. All right, listen. <laughs> they're not utilizing him right. I think they're doing him a disservice. Yeah. Let him, let him free and free up your cap space, too. At Eric underscore Crocker uh, is where you can find <laughs> Eric on Twitter and talk to him about trying to push George Kittle, all pro George Kittle. I love Kittle. I, yeah, hey, every time curve. he catches the first down, I do this with him. Yeah, like, right? I, I love I love him. I, I, I love, love that move. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. You know, Before you even have to start lot. talking about George Kittle, there's other ways to save money. 
John Lynch was asked the question about Debo and Bosa, big contracts potentially coming up. He said it's been budgeted for. So Niners have a plan. Sounds like Debo and Bosa are part of that plan going forward. Um, But I think Eric Armstead, Trent Williams, there are some other contracts that would go first before you have to start talking about Kittle and Fred Warner. And I would probably start talking about a linebacker before a uh, a tight end just because of – the, the impact I think that Kittle brings is maybe more than a linebacker. So if you're tar- talking about a future contract that goes, I might lean linebacker first, not mm. because of the player, just because of the position. And the 49ers have clearly found, you know, pretty talented linebackers and, and done a good job doing that. It's harder to find a difference maker like George Kittle, I think. And that's the way I would go. But I don't maybe. think they're going to have to go there, at least not for a while. Like, I, I think this conversation doesn't even need to be had about Kittle's contract or Warner's contract until 2020. Four twenty. Yeah, and two guys. Oh, Trey Lance comes up. Two guys I love too, but are highly paid. You know, Robbie Gold paid a lot of money. Kyle Uschek paid a lot right. of money. I mean, those are There's, a couple guys too that could be on their way out soon. Right. Yep. Draft and develop. Find cheap talent around uh, your superstars. That's the name of the game. 49ers have nine picks and probably a tenth on the way after they trade away Jimmy Garoppolo to do such things. Next, let's open up the mailbag. We'll let you folks know about Built Bar, though. It's February, right? Are your New Year's resolutions still going? Probably not. Mine is. You know why? Because I had Built Bar as part of that plan. This time of the year, everyone pretty much gives up on those New Year's resolutions. Um, it, it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you can actually enjoy eating a snack like Built Bar. So the key is... Order yourself a box of Built Bars. Go to Built.com. Get whatever flavor you want. Tons of great flavors. All kinds of new flavors all the time. They've got the puffs right now. Churro puff. Coconut marshmallow. Banana cream pie puff. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are delicious. Low calorie. High protein. You go find all your snack drawers. Your purse. Your glove box in your car. Your desk at work. Whatever your snack. Secret pantry. Uh places that you keep snacks that are bad for you replace those with built bars and you will thank me for it later go to built.com use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order or you can get a mixed box if you're not sure what flavor you want that is promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com an incredible app that everybody buys gas needs to know about it is called get upside i use it uh, I eat a built bar on my way to get gas where I get cash back that pays for my built bars because I get cash back every time that I get gas and I get gas at the same exact gas station. I always did anyway. It's on the way to the freeway and I get the lowest price gas in town when I get that cash back because I use the get upside app and it's super easy. There is no catch. Just download the app for free. Use promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more back on your first Fill up. That is promo code touchdown for 25 cents or more per gallon. Some people who drive a lot making a couple hundred bucks, $300 a year in cash back. And there's no catch. You take that money that goes right into your get upside account just for getting gas. And you can pull it out anytime you want into your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, you name it. The get upside app promo code touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That is promo code touchdown with the get upside app talking a lot about the future of the 49ers so let's keep that going and talk a little bit about the schedule next year there's a bonus the 49ers were a good team the 49ers were in the nfc championship game yet they get to play the third place schedule next Mm. year right so Mm. that's a little bit helpful and as kruger points out here it's kind of cool that mike mcdaniel gets to bring his miami dolphins to levi's stadium 
next year. We get to see left-handed Jimmy G that goes by the name of Tua. Is he going to be? <laughs> is he going to become Tua W? We'll find out. Does McDaniel have the magic? Um, and the the home slate of games also includes Patrick Mahomes coming to Levi's, Justin Herbert coming to Levi's, and obviously the three NFC West rivals. So it's a hell of a home schedule, as Kruger points out, and it's a third-place schedule for the 49ers. So it's going to be a fun season of football next year. I know it's another 200 days before that happens, but, hey, it's going to be a great year developing a young quarterback, first year starting for Trey Lance. Now, this season's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah, how, see how they uh, game plan for their new wide back, you know, that they displayed this this season. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what, what they got in store. They you might continue have to play like Debo that. that way in that role. I don't see why not. Maybe maybe less less carries. Not yeah, more they'll... carries in the second half than receptions. Not That's if they crazy. sign him first. If they re-sign him to a big deal, you got to cut that out or at least use yeah. it very sparingly. If they want right. to play it out, then use them as much as possible, right? And, and you know, and, and find out if he's durable enough to handle that before you do that long-term deal. I mean, hey, I, what I, happened to the, to that thing where they, they do the big motion behind and they fake it to the back and toss it back to Debo and he comes around the edge. They did it once in the Cowboy game, but I feel like that was the only time I saw it. Like the whole second half of the season, they were using him more as a traditional back, motioning him into the backfield, motioning him into shotgun, lining him up in eye formation. But that, that little, motion and then toss to him i feel like he was so money with that his rookie mm-hmm. year and they kind of they just went away from it and i was waiting for it thinking they were going to bring it out at some point they used it one time against dallas late in the game when he picked up like nine yards or ten yards and was like this short of a first down to close the game out like they just stopped using that what was up with that he made some big plays in the playoffs as a true runner, but I think there were diminishing returns the more often they used him as a running back and the more they used him just as a straight-up back and started running him more between the tackles. I feel like that's not the right way to go about it, and you can dial back some of those things. You can still be creative. Um, but And here's the other thing, and, and Wink, I don't know if this surprised you a lot. I think Croc and I talked about it last week maybe, but why don't the 49ers – with anybody at running back and especially with Debo Samuel at running back, why don't they throw to their running backs more? Cause Jimmy yeah. stats are crazy because obviously he gets a lot of yards after the catch from his playmakers, which makes his yards per attempt go up, but his yards per attempt are a lot higher than they should be because for, for a quarterback that doesn't push the ball down the field and outside the numbers very much. But what's what a big part of that is because he doesn't throw the ball away a lot as Grant Cohn uh, um, right. pointed out. And then he threw it away twice in the last game just to spite Grant Cohn. I'm pretty sure is why he did that. Um, and they, go, they don't throw their running backs a lot. The 49ers offense doesn't. So I think that yards per attempt, they don't have those really short ones that maybe Patrick Mahomes, who might be airing it out of the field on one play, he might have more check downs to the running backs. And it brings that uh, that yards per attempt down a little bit. Garoppolo lives so much in this one area of the field. He doesn't throw a lot deeper, but he doesn't throw a lot shorter either. I think the 49ers yeah. can do a better job getting the ball out quicker to their running backs especially when you got a guy who's that dynamic like that every time the 49ers run that whatever you want to call it option route or circle route or texas route or whatever i feel like they're undefeated whenever they run that whether it's jeff Wilson and it wants to debo i want to keep seeing that stuff there are a lot of people that that say that you know jimmy garoppolo oh he checks down he checks down and i don't think he really checks it Mm -hmm. down i I think he he does bypass the the deep throws and he's like i'm not even looking at that but he doesn't like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. Oh, let me just get it off to the running back in space. Very seldomly do you see that. So, yeah, there are a lot of people. I think that was kind of one thing that people kind of 
confused on. Yeah, he doesn't push yeah. the ball down the field, but him throwing slants, him throwing digs, those aren't checkdowns. No, if you go and watch old video of Alex Smith as a quarterback, you know, the 49ers, that is <laughs> yeah. Mr. Checkdown. Like he, he, he you know, yeah, exactly. So you saw a ton of that. So as a 49er fan, yeah, you, we kind of got used to that, right? We had a lot of Frank Gore coming out of the backfield, catching balls, making moves. Yeah, I've always said that for the last four, five, even six years. It's like, where where are the balls? Where are the balls to the to the running back? Because a lot of times they sneak out and they're wide open, but he's not even looking that way. You know, Garoppolo's eyes are down the field. And maybe that's something they'll work on, you know, once Trey takes over. Maybe that's something they, they can evolve into his game sort of thing. But to get back to the Debo stuff coming out of the backfield, I, I feel like that's kind of been an evolution, right, from what Kyle wanted Juszczyk to be, his offensive weapon. You know, he could he could line up here, he could line up there, he could be everywhere. And he's kind of been like, oh, wait, let me try that with somebody that's a little more athletic, a, little, a lot faster, you know, and, and can actually be and is extremely – he's been extremely durable this past season. So it's kind of fun to see how much that has changed and then to see what they're going to do with it next year. I think you're right too, Peacock, when it comes to if he's signed or not, it's going to – going to dictate a lot of, of how they use Debo Samuel next year. Because if you got this big, long contract, you don't want to go out there and wear the guy out, you know, six weeks into the season. You want to slowly pace it, you know, and see if you can they probably kind of shouldn't stretch that anyway. out. Yeah. No, I mean, you're exactly playoffs, right. You're trying to win a game in the playoffs. It's right. whatever. You use him in the backfield if you have to. Wherever you get your advantage, use it as much as you can. But in September, he better not be getting 10, 12 carries per game as a true running back, especially between the tackles. I mean, that's just uh, that's just absurdity. It's, it's really just uh, – running your your one of your best players into the ground for no reason well yeah i mean hopefully you know in september you know you got elijah mitchell fully healthy maybe even trey sermon takes a step forward and can kind of be you know kind of a one-two punch coming out of the backfield which i think would be huge for the 49ers Sermon, Last i question. thought he did a good job catching the ball out the backfield though I, yeah I did yeah think, when, they, when they targeted him and they threw the ball to him i thought he did well uh, I went back and watched some Trey Lance from the Arizona game, and there were a few times where he got the ball to him in space, and mm. and uh, Trey Sermon made some guys miss and and picked up extra yardage. I think that's something 49ers definitely should like make that a focal point. Like you could run right. everybody off, get him the ball in space, let him make a guy miss, and pick up 10, 15 easy yards. I think Trey uh, Trey Sermon. I think uh, Elijah Mitchell has that that type of uh, aspect to his game. Yeah, he can absolutely catch the ball a little bit. And I thought that was going to be a much bigger part of Kyle Shanahan's offense. That's that's one thing that surprised me through the years. And especially after they paid, they overpaid to bring in Jarek McKinnon. It was like, oh, yeah. okay, dynamic out of the backfield with Juice and, and McKinnon. That's what this offense is going to look like. And it never really happened. Did he just like scrap that whole thing as soon as McKinnon got hurt and never went back? That's what it is. Yeah, maybe he that, that doesn't seem like it's being utilized. And look, maybe he like, had a plan. With McKinnon, and he's like, "This is what we're gonna do," and then he had to scrap it. And like you said, he just never got back to it. And Usechek is a good receiver for a fullback, but he's not a good receiver for an NFL receiver. You know, like period. You know, yeah, he's probably not the guy you're. You should be trying really hard to get open thirty yards down the field either. And, and right. we've seen that on some some plays, like get Debo 30 yards down the field, right? Like like Juice is good, but um, unless he's completely uncovered, it's like I, I think maybe. I would let me put it this way, and I'm not anti fullback or anti Kyle Yuschek. I would be interested in if there's any part of the offense that gets better if once Yuschek's not around. Right. Because and if you look at it too, if you've got five playmakers on the field on any given snap, Yuschek should probably be the fifth person that touches the football of yes. those five guys. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's only good, at, only good compared to other fullbacks. Right. He's not like an amazing 
He's got good hands. An amazing he's athlete. Hands. He's got fine yeah. hands. Yeah, like well, compared to tight ends. If, where would he right. if, if Kyle Juszczyk was a full-time tight end, where would he rank in the league? I think he'd be pretty good, to be honest. Middle of the field, probably. Maybe Middle pack. Like a top 10 I think he'd end. be pretty good. I, I think he'd be somebody that can start on a good amount of teams. Okay. I feel like he's just a little tight in space and, and moving mm-hmm. around and, and getting and, and maneuvering his body to catch the football. I just I feel like down the field targets to use check is just, it's fine when he's completely uncovered and wide open, but that's not what your first option of an offense should be is, Hey, how can we get the ball to our fullback? There are some, I feel like with his, you know, and he doesn't see a ton of targets. You could put a nice little highlight tape of him, like making some contested catches. Sure. Downfield. Yeah, I agree. You could also put a low lights tape together of him like backpedaling and, and looking like a little bit <laughs> <outfielder. laughs> yeah. also true. Uh, yeah. I mean, use checks awesome. The best fullback in the league. It's not even close, yep. right? But it's sort of sort of a philosophical thing, is is where I'm going with that. Last one, really quick. I just want to answer a question from Bob's Gourmet. He said, What happened to the four compensatory selections for Robert Sala and Martin Mayhew? Well, they didn't get four selections, they got three selections. And I, th- I don't know if it's just because you only get one selection for a GM and two for a head coach, or if it's because you they didn't want to give you a four because both guys left in the same offseason. But as far as the the um, the diversity program, the 49ers didn't get four picks for Sala and Mayhew leaving for head coach and GM, respectively, last offseason. They got three picks. The first of those comp picks was used last year in the third round for Ambry Thomas. The second of those comp picks, and those were in three consecutive years that they got those three picks. So the second one, the 22 third rounder, was traded as part of the Trey Lance package. And then the third of those third round comp picks is going to be next year, 2023. They've got a comp pick, and they're going to have a comp pick now for Mike McDaniel this year, and then a second next year. So unless they trade it away, they're going to have two third round compensatory picks, one for Mayhew and one for Mike McDaniel's. Awesome next year yeah so that's where they're at so they've gotten five picks over the last two off seasons wow five third round comp picks that are at the end of round three so around pick you know a little after pick 100 or so which is pretty amazing and they're gonna get two more for domingo ryan's next and if things go very well and anthony lynn looks like a superstar Mm. i mean he could very well be on his way out in the next year or two but isn't there a rule where you have to have them on your staff for a couple years before they leave in order to get those comps back I'm not sure what that rule is. I don't know if it's a one and done situation if you still get the comp mm-hmm. picks or or what. But, I feel like uh, it's two years, but I yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Awesome. You know, what I wish they had just real quick before we get out of here. We were talking earlier about having to sign Debo and having to, you know, to pay Trey Lance and pay Bosa and all this. I know the NBA has that deal where you can offer your your guys you drafted more money. You know, like I wish that there was some sort of rule oh. like that in the NFL yeah. where like your homegrown guys you could keep and it wouldn't count as much towards the salary cap or something. Yeah, soft cap instead of hard cap. Yeah. So with the homegrown player that their full salary doesn't count against the cap. So it's mm-hmm. easier to keep your guys if you draft and develop well. Someone like yeah. Debo, someone like or really all the, the big money guys recently, aside from yeah, Trey Debo, Kettle, Warner, Bosa. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But you still on. only have a certain amount of max contracts that you can have, even with right. Those guys, so mm-hmm. that's what yeah, they just call it, just max contract. Nice. You know, who would be your three? Okay, real quick before we get out of here, who would be your three max contract guys? Trey Lance is good. Uh, yep. Everybody's good. Bosa. Everybody's as good as you know. They're they're terrific. They're all pro bowlers and all that. Who are your three all pro guys? I mean, all max well, players. It's Bosa, well, Lance. Go ahead. I, I I don't think we should put Lance in that yet because we don't know what he is and he wouldn't. No, be but I'm saying hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking, he's. 
You could have you three now. On there, and right? when Lance comes up in 2025 okay. or whatever, then you could take one of those away and replace them with Lance if you want to. So I think we should have three that aren't Lance because that's just that's so far in the future. You can stop three now, get rid of one, trade one, right? And then then do another max contract with Lance. Yeah, then later. I think it's Bosa, Kittle, and Debo. Yep. See, that's so, too easy. No, we got we gotta include Trey Lance into this exercise. Trey yeah. Lance is in. So and Kittle's got, out. By, got, 20, he's, by 2025, he, Bosa will be 28, 27, and nah, Kittle will be like 27. 30, that's your prime. 27, that's your yeah. prime still. And Kittle will be like 33, 34. So that's easy. Yeah. Kittle is oh, the man, one that, no, but you can't. Don't, <laughs> why, would you, no. why would you give a, a second-year quarterback a max contract when his okay, contract I is know, but I, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to say how I should have got executive of the year earlier in the podcast. This is why I digress. I'm not paying guys. All right, all right, all right. Okay, come on. Shadow draft. Bow down, dude. Been doing this. I've been doing those shoulders. Been doing this fake GM thing for a while, Croc. You can't slip that past me. (laughs) He said, "Wait, George Kittle's gonna be 33 years old." All right, good stuff. Uh, the 49ers should have enough money in the reserves to sign Debo and Bosa. I think that's the takeaway here. So don't get too worried, 49ers fans, but they're going to have to make some other hard decisions at other positions on the roster um, to get those guys in, I think, eventually. And hopefully they have to pay all these guys big money, and these guys are all earning big money because that means they'll be really good players. And they might have to trade some people away, but draft and develop. It's the name of the game. That's why Croc and I are going to talk so much draft here on Locked On 49ers throughout the offseason. Wink, thanks for joining us on another uh, Wednesday episode here. My pleasure, gentlemen. And thanks for everybody else for making us your first listen every day for your second listen. Check out Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft. I'm doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL Daily Locked On Bets here on the network. If you want to get deeper into the sports betting world, your team, no matter the sport, is covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. Croc and I back tomorrow right here. Locked On 49ers. See you.